I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Friday, April 14th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, I think you've got a lot on your plate. Well, one Alberta woman is frantically trying to sell 133,000 rum and butter chocolate bars before they expire in July. Now, what basically happened was that she made a huge order for them. Then there was this supply chain issue that we kept talking about back during the pandemic, and there is a stockpile created of all of these chocolate bars that finally got shipped to her, but she only has a few months to sell them now. And the only way that she can figure out how to get rid of that many chocolate bars is by including a golden ticket inside Willy Wonka style. Jay, are you in the market? Are you going to pick up a couple bars for yourself? Got a golden ticket. Beautiful. I've got a golden chance to make my day. My favorite, favorite musical. I don't like rum and butter chocolate, so she's in trouble from this end. But wouldn't it be cool to get a golden ticket? Yeah, it would be really cool. And so maybe for the sake of the Peak Daily as an experiment, we'll pick up a couple of bars for ourselves and see if we're so lucky to get that golden ticket. But yeah, it's a tough position for her. It's fun that you get to be a bit creative about what you do, but we will uh, we'll see. Well, aside from Augustus Gloop getting a new golden ticket, what do we have for Peak Pals today, Brett? For our first story, Glencore wants tech. For our second story, Foxconn could come to Canada. And for our last story, weather is a multi-billion dollar business. For our first story, like a pitcher waving off his catcher's desired pitch, Canada's largest diversified miner is repeatedly fending off the advances of a suitor. Who's bugging who, Brett? So Vancouver-based miner Tech Resources has for a second time now rejected an unsolicited $23.2 billion takeover offer from Swiss mining giant Glencore. To catch you up, Glencore's first tried to acquire Tech earlier this month in a deal that Tech's CEO called value destructive, fundamentally flawed, and a non-starter among other choice words. And the main concern was that the deal would combine the company's coal business, even though Tech deals in steelmaking coal and Glencore deals in coal for energy. Tech was worried that given the global green energy push and how decidedly not green coal heating is, this would expose shareholders to substantial material risk. Glencore tried to sweeten the pot with its next deal, giving shareholders the choice to trade shares of the coal biz for cash, collectively worth up to $8.2 billion. But tech's board still balked, choosing instead to stick with its plan to split up its metal and coal businesses. And it matters because Glencore's pursuit of tech isn't about coal, though. It's all about copper. The world is in short supply of the metal, which is already used in countless electronics and only growing more in demand thanks to its vital role in technology for the green energy transition. Last month, the largest private metals trader projected copper prices to reach all-time highs this year due to perilously low reserves and increased demand from China. Tech is on track to double its copper output in the near future thanks to a new mining project in Chile. Given current market conditions, that makes it very desirable asset for Glencore. To zoom out, even if Glencore fails to acquire tech, mining exec Cadence McGimmon warned in the Globe and Mail that this may mark the beginning of a new period of consolidation within the Canadian mining industry with more foreign takeover attempts to come. Sounds ominous. Hmm. For our second story, the federal government wants a shiny new battery supply chain for electric vehicles. Capitalizing on Foxconn's move away from China might be one way to nab it. 
So, Jay, is Fox going to open up a factory in Canada? We'll see. The feds are trying to sell the Taiwanese electronics giant on building some of its EV supply chains here in Canada. This, according to the logic, Foxconn has not confirmed any specific investments, but officials think it's committed to expanding its presence right here at home. Foxconn is perhaps best known for its contracts to make iPhones, but the company also dabbles in software, launching brands and different growth sectors like cars. Foxconn already employs hundreds of people in Canada across other businesses, has acquired Canadian companies, and its EV execs have at least visited Canada. Well, that's nice to hear. Welcome. Yes, but Foxconn has backtracked on lavish investment plans before. There is a chance that Canada has mistaken a flirty glance across the bar for a desire for long-term commitment. That's a tough thing to confuse. And here's why it matters. Whether or not things are that serious, the feds are desperate to establish a domestic supply chain for batteries. In the budget, Ottawa pledged billions to automakers and component manufacturers committed to constructing or expanding plants in Canada. And the bottom line, Jay, is that as Foxconn makes supply chain adjustments to expand outside of China, it may take some hefty incentives and subsidies coming out of Ottawa to sway the decision. For our third and final story this week, how's the weather out there today? Might be a simple question to ask, but coming up with an answer is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah, so here's what's happening, Jay. IBM is putting its weather arm, which includes weather.com, up for sale and is reportedly expecting bids of over $1 billion, likely coming from private equity firms. Yeah, their SEO is fire. IBM bought its weather services from the weather company in 2015 for $2 billion, but is willing to sell it for only half that price, desperately trying to offload assets and streamline services as it transformed into a hybrid cloud and AI business. And this all matters because even though IBM is willing to take a loss, its weather operations could be valuable to some firms. As extreme weather events become more frequent, the forecasting business has immense growth potential as both governments and businesses seek the most accurate predictions possible to better prepare for these events and save lives and or money. From companies that use sailboat drones to forecast to those that use machine learning, weather tech startups have raised about $880 million US, this according to Crunchbase. As is, weather forecasting is already a $17.4 billion industry in the US alone per Ibis World. In Canada, the country suffered $3.1 billion in insured damage from severe weather events last year, the third highest amount ever, with severe weather on pace to cost the Canadian economy $139 billion by 2050. Private weather companies are sure to find lots of customers. Pete Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a good weekend, Peak Pals. Peak Pals.